Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. We're continuing our series, and I want to tell you a little bit about a show I've been watching. There's a show on the History Channel that you may have seen called Alone. It's also on Netflix. I think it was like top 10. Uh, (laughs) Some of you may have seen it, but it is one of the most insane concepts for a reality show that I've ever seen. Uh, Basically, they take 10 survivalists, 10 expert level survivalists, and they drop them off in the wilderness in the middle of winter, and the last one standing wins a million dollars. And the catch is that they are completely alone. And they have no idea when any of the other contestants quit or if they've quit, they have no idea. So the only thing they can do is to just try and last as long as possible. And here's the really interesting thing about the show. Uh, Since all of the competitors are, like I said, highly trained survivalists, they last quite a while. I mean, uh, weeks and weeks and months they go and they build structures to keep warm in the winter and they know how to fend off animals like bears, uh, which is insane to me. And they know how to gather food and they know how to find a safe source of drinking water. And so oftentimes, What causes them to give up and go home isn't all the things that would cause me to give up and go home after like four hours. Being terrified that a bear was coming for me, uh, not knowing how to, to, I don't cook a random animal. uh, It's none of that. What causes them to go home most of the time is loneliness. It's being alone. The most challenging, the most difficult part is, is being that level of alone. And it got silent in here really quickly. (laughs) And I think that's because most of us can understand that to some extent. Uh, Like I said, we're continuing this series tonight, Panic Attacks, very aggressively named sermon series. Uh, But it's, it's titled that way because we're talking about some big kind of scary things, things that cause us worry and stress, things that cause us panic and fear. And so the first week, Pastor John Rees was here, and he talked to us about the fear of the unknown, how often the things that we worry about most are scenarios that we just dream up. It's things that we cannot possibly control. It's the unknown. And then last week, we talked about the danger of a hurried life, how Jesus was a master. Uh, he, he lived an unhurried life, a slow-paced life. And we talked about finding time for silence and solitude and making sure that we have Sabbath in our week. So we've talked about the fear of the unknown. We've talked uh, about hurry. And tonight, we're talking about something that we've all faced at some point. Loneliness. And our scripture for for today has uh, several key lessons for us. So if you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and pull those out, open those up. If you've got a Bible app on a cell phone, feel free to pull that out. Uh, We're going to be in the first book of the New Testament tonight. We're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew. We'll have it up here on the screens, of course. So this is Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Hear the word of our Lord. When Jesus had come down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And there was a leper who came to him, and he knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. He stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I do choose. 
be made clean. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Okay, at first glance, this is a pretty typical story from the Bible. Jesus is walking around with the disciples. He's surrounded by a crowd. And someone comes to him in need of healing, and he heals them. There are a lot of these in the gospel. And and like I said, at first it seems pretty cut and dry. But there is more going on here. There is a lot more. And so tonight, I I want us to look at, at the different people in our scripture. And I want us to see what we can learn from each one of them. Because I think in each one of them, there is something powerful for us when it comes to loneliness. And so let's first take a look at the sick man, the leper. We have a man in our scripture who is referred to as a leper. Now, one of the things you need to know uh, about leprosy in the Bible is that what we would call leprosy today, or uh, it's otherwise known as Hansen's disease, that may or may not have been the affliction that this man had. Uh, In in the Bible, leper is is sort of a catch-all term for someone who is sick. Uh, And it's... talked about them being sick. It talked about them being ritually unclean. So that's what we know about this man. This man is a leper. And here's what this means for his life. Obviously, he's sick and hurting, but he's also ritually unclean. And that means that he is cast out from society. That means that he cannot have a job, and he is shunned by anyone and everyone. That means his friends. That means his family. And so when you see Jesus encounter a leper in, in the Bible, it's, it's always outside of the city because that's where they lived. That's the only place they could be. They were out there alone, much like the, the people on that History Channel show. And so this man is living out alone in the wilderness outside of the city. And then in our scripture, he does something amazing, something I want us to all learn from. He goes to Jesus And he admits his need. He puts himself out there. And he wasn't supposed to get close to people. Remember, our scripture says that Jesus was surrounded by a crowd. But this shunned man has the courage to be vulnerable. And I think that's what we need when when we're lonely. We need to have the courage to be honest to be vulnerable, to be authentic about where we are. Because I think this is something that a lot of us have trouble with. This is something that a lot of us struggle with. Um, I'm not sure if y'all have seen the commercials for BetterHelp recently, but I want to show you a couple of them, my two favorites, because I think they are brilliant. Uh, BetterHelp, if you're not familiar, is an online therapy platform. So they offer uh, online counseling and therapy. And they have a new ad campaign that I think is genius. So let's watch uh, a couple of, of their ads. Yo, yo, dude, you, you need some help? Don't worry about me. Yo, there's, there's no shame. You don't know my family, man. My parents or brothers or sisters or cousins ever found out. Dude, this weight is pretty heavy. I just need some time and I'll figure it out myself, okay? Sometimes you just need some help. So if you need therapy, find a licensed therapist at BetterHelp.com. 
What are you gonna do? Here! Grab on to me! We can double up! No, don't worry about it, I'm good! I don't want to detract from your experience! Just give me your hand! No, don't sweat it! Probably just a passing thing! The harness fits great, though, snug! Sometimes you just need some help. So if you need therapy, find a licensed therapist at BetterHelp.com. I love those, and there's a bunch of those. And I love those because I think that is our tendency. Uh, maybe you can relate to that. But we all have times when, when we need help. We all have moments when we need to reach out to others, moments when we're like that leper in the woods or that man falling through the sky or, or that man with a weight on his chest. But how often in those moments do we just try and go it alone? How often do we let fear or shame or whatever it is stop us from, from being honest and vulnerable like that leper was with Jesus that day? How often do we just tell ourselves, you know what, I can fake it until I make it? Rather than just being real about where we are in a moment or a season of loneliness. I think of all of the fears that we're talking about over the course of this series, of all of the, the challenges and the big things that we're trying to, to, to discuss, of all of them, this is the one that we hide the most. When we're lonely, we don't want people to know it. We don't want people to see it because we equate being lonely with being weak or being unloved. And so instead, we just walk around pretending. We put on masks. And when we do that, we lose the opportunity to find genuine connection, real relationship. I love Shel Silverstein. Uh, you may be familiar. He's a poet, the author of The Giving Tree or Where the Sidewalk Ends. And he has this little poem called Masks. I think I've probably used it in here before, but, uh, but this is how it goes. She had blue skin, and so did he. He kept it hid, and so did she. They searched for blue their whole life through, then passed right by and never knew. I love that little poem. It is simple, but it is profound. You have two similar people who hid who they really were. Two similar people who were lonely. And because they weren't honest about where they were in their lives, because they wore masks, they missed out on what could have been an amazing connection. And if we look back at our scripture, that's what this leper could have done. It would have made sense for him to do that. He's a shunned man. He's not supposed to get near anyone. He's been rejected time and time again. People see him as gross, disgusting, other. And so he could have stayed tucked away in the wilderness, alone, far from community. He could have walked right by and never knew, or, or Jesus could have walked right by and never knew. But thank goodness that's not what happens. Thank goodness in our scripture, he has the bravery to be vulnerable. He has the courage to acknowledge his need, his loneliness, and to bring it to Jesus. Our scripture says, he knelt before him and said, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. And without hesitation, Jesus does. He heals this man of his disease, but he also does a lot more than that. And that's the next thing that I want us to see tonight. So what do we learn in the leper? We learn to be honest and vulnerable about our loneliness, to be willing to let people in. 
But Jesus teaches us what to do when we see someone struggling with loneliness. Jesus is approached by this man, and he heals him physically, but he doesn't stop there. Remember what we see at the very end of our scripture. This is what happens. It says, Jesus said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go, go, go. Show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Jesus tells this man to to go and show himself to the priest and to offer a sacrifice at the temple. And here's why this is so good. Here's why this is so significant. The law of this day dictated that if someone was sick and if someone had been deemed ritually unclean, the only way that you could ever re-enter society was if you were approved by the priest. Until you were given the green light by the priest, you couldn't get a job, You couldn't see your family. You couldn't see your friends. You couldn't be a part of the community. And that's why this is is so important that Jesus instructs this man to do this. Because I think that Jesus sees that that this man's hurt, it's not just physical. It's not just his physical disease. That's not his only ailment. Jesus sees something deeper. He's alone. He may have been healed from his leprosy, but he was still lonely. And Jesus sees that, and he desires more for this man. He wants this man to be back in community. In fact, he commands him to be back in community. And I think we need to take this seriously. Not only in the sense that Jesus calls us to community, of course that's true, but but in the sense that we need to be like Jesus here. That we need to be people who, when we see someone struggling, someone who is lonely, we need to take it upon ourselves to invite them in, to help them find community. There's this guy named uh, Rob Kenny who I've become kind of obsessed with in the last uh, few months. He has a YouTube channel uh, called Dad, How Do I? And it it went viral uh, in in the last year or so. Uh, He released his very first video during the pandemic because he wanted to provide emotional support and practical advice by making how-to videos. And so he has made several of these videos. I have used several of these videos. Uh, He has videos like how to fix most running toilets, how to unclog your sink, how to jumpstart a car. And Rob started this, this ministry, really, because he knew what it meant to be lonely. I read an article where he talked all about his life, and he talked about how when he was a child, his parents got divorced and his dad gained custody. Um, His mom was deemed legally unfit to be a parent, and she left pretty quickly. He didn't see her for um, several decades. Uh, Well, soon after, uh, Rob's dad met another woman, and so on the weekends, he would give his kids some groceries, and then he would just leave. And after a year of this, his dad left them completely. And Rob was only 14 at the time, 14, and he was left all alone, orphaned. And so he moved in with his brother, his 20-year-old brother, in a 280-square-foot trailer. And he talks about his teenage experience, how it was full of anger and sorrow and confusion and frustration. And he said all of those feelings, all all of the things that he experienced, made him vow to never cause his own children that kind of pain. And it's a pledge that he has lived his life by. Well, he realized a couple of years ago that he wasn't the only kid without a dad around. 
And so he decided to do something. He decided that he would help anyone who needed a father figure. Well, in just two years of making videos on YouTube, Rob has over 4 million subscribers and over 20 million views. He was interviewed on uh, Good Morning America pretty recently, and they referred to the 57-year-old as the Internet's dad. And I love that. Uh, his daughter is quoted in the article as saying, I genuinely think that he was put on earth to be a dad. Rob, maybe unsurprisingly to us, is a devout Christian. He reads his Bible every morning and he says that it helps him to stay calm and be focused on this mission, this ministry that he has found in these YouTube videos. See, Rob Kinney saw a world that was lonely, a world that needed an internet dad. And he decided to take it upon himself to be that. This is his ministry. This is how Rob is fighting back against loneliness. This is how Rob fights back when panic attacks. And so the question for us is, how can we be like Rob? How can we be like Jesus? Because let's be honest, I, I think there is much of the world that still finds themselves lonely and isolated. Even after quarantines and social distancing have ended most places, there are a lot of people who feel like they're out in the woods, like that leper. There are a lot of people who feel alone, who, who are searching for healing and community. And my prayer for all of us is, is that we might learn to be a safe place for people who feel that way. The same safe place that Jesus was, the same safe place that Rob Kinney was, that we would be the kind of people that others can come to when they feel alone and need connection. And I pray that not just over myself or not just over us as individuals, but as us as a church. I pray it over us as a Saturday night worshiping community. Because there's one more person I want us to take a lesson from tonight. It's one person that we don't necessarily see in our scripture, but who still plays a massive role. And that's the priest. This is the last person we're going to learn from tonight. The leper teaches us to be honest and open and vulnerable when we're lonely. And Jesus teaches us to love and embrace those who find themselves in lonely places. And the priest teaches us that all of that, the vulnerability, the redemption, the community, it's all supposed to happen here. It's the work of the church. In biblical times, the place that you were restored to community was the church. The work of the priest, in this case, was to help people re-enter community. It was a place that ended isolation. It ended loneliness. That's what it was then, and that's still what it is now. That's why our service order was a little different tonight. If you've been coming to this service for any amount of time, you may have noticed that we added something in tonight. Earlier, we had just a couple of minutes to greet each other, to light a candle, to get some water or some tea. And, you know, we talked about it, right? Because people have varying opinions on the passing of the peace. I get it. I know that that greeting moment can, for some people, feel obligatory and a little awkward. I understand that. But here's why I think it's so important. 
I was talking to one of my buddies this week, one of my best friends from seminary, and, and I was telling him about, uh, him about what I was preaching uh, this weekend. I was talking about loneliness, and I was thinking about doing this, this greeting time, adding this to our service. And he kind of, out of nowhere, sprung into telling me the story about his first experience when he moved to Dallas from uh, Alabama, the first church experience that he had. He went to this large Methodist church in Dallas. It wasn't here, so don't stress. Uh, but for the first time in his life, he went to church alone. And he said he walked into the doors, and, and he realized how intimidating it was. And no one greeted him. No one said hi to him. No one smiled at him. He said for the first time in his life, up to that point, he realized what it felt like to walk into a new church all by yourself and be terrified. And he told me that story, and it kind of broke my heart. And he told me that, that he's taken that lesson with him into his ministry. He's a United Methodist pastor now, and, and he said he's never going to forget that experience. And, and because of that, he tries his hardest to make every space that he's involved with as hospitable and welcoming as possible. And of course, that's what we all want. We don't want anyone to feel the way he felt. We don't want anyone to have that experience. Which is why, as, as small as it may seem, I, I wanted to give us just a couple of minutes tonight to give this a try, to see how we like it as a component of our service. Because like my buddy, I, I want us to be a community that is actively combating loneliness every Saturday. Loneliness in ourselves, but also loneliness in our community, loneliness in every single person who comes to this place on Saturday night to worship Jesus. Because we're called to the work of the priest. Just like him, we pick up where Jesus left off. See, Jesus does the miraculous. He does the healing. And then our job is to welcome people into community to make sure that people know that when you're here at White's Chapel United Methodist Church, you belong. That when you're here, you are not alone, and you are never alone. You know that. But to be reminders for each other. So tonight, let's, let's be like the leper. And if you're sitting there and you feel like you're out in the woods feeling lonely... I hope you know that there is no shame in being vulnerable. There is no shame in reaching out to others for connection and relationship and help. And let's be like Jesus. When you see someone who's alone, when you see someone who, who feels lonely, who needs some community, reach out to them and offer the healing that comes in real connection with others. And finally, let's be like the priest. Let's continue to make our church, let's continue to make this service a place where loneliness is defeated. Where people come to be re-entered, reintegrated, involved in community. Let's make this into a place always where everybody belongs. Be like the leper. Be like Jesus. Be like the priest. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me? God, tonight, uh, I lift up all of those 
who are battling the enemy of loneliness. Lord, for those of us who are surrounded by people and for whatever reason still feel lonely, God, tonight I pray that we would be reminded that we are never alone. That you are always with us. You are always walking with us. That we have a church community that is here for us. And God, maybe tonight someone is popping into our mind. Maybe there's someone we know who who needs a little help, who needs a, a, a little support. God, give us the courage to be that for them. Give us the courage to reach out and say, I've got you. I'm here. You're not alone. God, I thank you so much for this community we call Saturday night. For the connection that happens here, for the genuine relationships that happen here. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to work that, that you would continue uh, to help us get to know each other, to love each other better, to be a community of faith that doesn't just see each other once a week, one hour, and walk in and walk out, but a, a church that checks on each other and really cares. Lord, we love you, and we thank you. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.